0: Hey, it's Isabella Orlando and you're listening to the Just Living Y'all podcast. In today's episode we will be talking about God's calling in my life and sharing my testimony with you guys. Here's where my journey into nutrition dietetics really started. December of senior year of high school, I had gotten deferred from Delaware. I did not know what to do with myself and I thought my life was ruined. As I shared the news with my parents, tears flooded out of my eyes. I was distraught, aggravated, and so torn about what the next step would be. I wanted to go to the University of Delaware because in my mind, it was perfect. A reminder that not all things are perfect and there's always a plan and things are always going to work out, but at this time, I didn't believe that. Only three hours from my house, not too far, not too close, it seemed perfect. They have a great study abroad program, and the program for my major. I was going into and applying to Delaware as a fashion major. Because I didn't really know what I wanted to do with my life, but this was a hobby at the time of mine that I seemed like this was great, I liked it, and why don't I pursue something in that? So I applied to the fashion program. I could see myself walking around campus and making friends at this school. None of the other schools I applied to or looked at, I could ever envision myself at. Everybody kept telling me, it's going to work out, find your place. I had to say to myself, it's meant to be, it'll be, right? Because, you know, everybody tells you that when you're going through this long process of applying. And for me, it just did not seem like it was going to go anywhere. I slumped around my house and laid in bed for days on end. I wanted no social contact with anybody. I didn't mention I got deferred to some of my closest friends. People who knew I applied would ask me every day if I had heard back because I kept telling them that Delaware was where I was going. Many of my friends also applied to Delaware and I heard that they got accepted and you know, I was that made me more upset. I was very skeptical of my life ahead with no guidance from God. I would go to church weekly and attend youth group but I definitely did not have a solid, everlasting relationship with God. I wasn't talking to him daily and wasn't using him throughout my tasks. I was going by doing everything in my life doing all my actions and not using him and sharing his light through my actions to other people. I sprinted as fast as I could away from God. I ran away from this relationship with him that was barely even present. I was very frustrated with him. Why would he do this to me? Why would he fail to answer the biggest prayer I had been praying for for so long now? I stopped praying for about a month after hearing back from Delaware. I stopped having my routine right before bed I didn't care at all until I reached out to my priest, Father David. If there was one main person who helped me through this, it was him. By the grace of God, Father David had recently joined our church this past summer. He had gotten to know me and New Delaware was the only place I saw myself for the next four years. I met up with him met a couple times a week, and he gave me some wise words. Something he said really stuck out to me was, Don't run away from God, run with Him. This advice really stuck with me. God was using Father David to speak to me since I was bluntly ignoring God and didn't care if he wanted to help me. Speaking with my priest opened me up to listening to God's calling. It allowed me to feel a little less worried about the whole thing. I had this gut feeling inside of me that I knew I was going to Delaware, but there was some reason God pushed back me getting accepted. He had me wait. God purposely was taking me through the valleys to climb these high mountains. He was trekking with me, putting me through what Jesus went through. I didn't know he had a purpose for all of this. I kept thinking to myself, why did everyone get what they wanted, when they wanted, and I'm over here getting neither. I was miserable. I wanted to stay home all the time and just laid in bed. I slowly started receiving acceptances from other schools. Every time I wouldn't even care because I just did not want to go there. I started praying every morning and night, the same prayer. I started reading my Bible, which I had never done before. I started speaking about my faith a lot more and sharing with others. Speaking about things and struggles in your mind really, really helped. My favorite thing to do would be to share the Bible verses that I thought was the best out of the daily reading in my family group chat or with my friends. I started to realize hitting rock bottom was one of the best things that happened to me. It was so I could grow my faith in him and realize his calling upon me. I really didn't see God as my best friend until a couple months into the waiting period. I learned to trust his timing, God's timing over yours. I don't know how many times I can repeat that, but his plan over yours. The waiting period from when I got deferred to when I got accepted allowed me to learn to talk to God, to share my faith, to not run away from him. I had to trust him along with his plan for me. God has a plan. Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you hope in a future. This was my reminder. I've never experienced a reminder like this before. I saw this Bible verse many times throughout my days until I got accepted. I didn't know it was going to be important to me till after the fact. Another thought my priest shared with me was the letting go and allowing God to take charge of my life that will make my worries go away. Growing up and still, now, I'm a very anxious person when it comes to literally anything. I always worry about the littlest things. Hiring has led me to be less anxious. It has also led me to more freedom. Living inside my brain with anxiety is a trap. My brain always gets stuck into thinking traps and floods negative thoughts. God has opened a door of freedom for me. He has set me free. Again, an amazing thought for my priest. I accepted that I needed to let go of what wasn't meant to be. I accepted I needed to go with the flow. I felt a weight being lifted off my shoulders. As I got closer to the day, I got accepted. It was the most freeing experience. It was at this moment when I had gotten accepted that I knew God was walking with me whenever I went. Even if I hadn't gotten accepted, I knew God had a reason for that. Which before this, it was hard to come to terms with that thought, but that is the whole point of letting go and letting God take charge. After six months of praying and rebuilding my courage to live again, I was accepted into ud it was the best day of my life i was screaming crying happy tears of course i felt like i had accomplished something i thought getting in my dream college would define my success as a high school student but i soon came to find out that it actually didn't matter at all where you attended i came to realize everything happens for a reason and god has a plan for me again here comes jeremiah 29 11, repeatedly in my mind i could never stop repeating this bible verse on the daily. I would always say to people, and anything I did in my life, anything that I wanted to pursue, I always put this Bible verse first. It mattered that I thought I was successful. It mattered that I was a proud of what I accomplished. I always cared what people thought of me and what I did, but I should only care what God thinks of me and my actions. God does not judge, and he creates you to be only you. He loves you for you. For I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Psalm 139, 14. God made you share the world with your gifts. If you haven't discovered your gifts, you will eventually, and you may already be sharing gifts with the world you don't even know about. Show the world that God is great. Walk in his footsteps and lead by example. By you sharing with others what he has done for you, they will want to seek him. God wants a relationship with you, and if you want a relationship with it, it makes living a lot easier. No matter what God will be, he will be there. He will never leave you, even if you leave him at points in time. After getting accepted, I was able to share my testimony with anyone and everyone I talked to, a.k.a. what I'm doing right now is starting a podcast and sharing my story with you guys. Somehow, I always managed to bring him up in conversation. I was super open with the situation that I went through. I feel like a lot of people would feel ashamed of, number one, because they got deferred from their dream school, number two, because they are talking about God. I'm not ashamed to talk about God, the man who saved me saved all of his children i am a child of god and it is my duty to share my testimony after sharing my testimony with others over the past year it has influenced them to want a relationship with god or a stronger relationship with him i feel so relieved when god answers one of my prayers it feels as if he just planted me in the ground and sprung me to life my friends and family see how much he has impacted my life knowing him has allowed me to live life to the fullest. I wish everyone gets to know God. He brings community. He allows you to use him to strengthen your relationships with others. He forgives you for your sins. God is everything. God lives in all of us. He is not dead. So that is my testimony in how I began my relationship with God. Um, And how God has led me to my calling. So as I said, I applied to Delaware as a fashion merch major. Here I am, not a fashion merch major. Now I am nutrition dietetics. You want to know how long that took me to define this out and find my calling? It took me a year, almost a little over than that. Um, my first semester freshman year, I applied as merch. I was came in as fashion merch, and then I switched to nutrition and medical sciences because I was like, oh, like pre med or. I can, like, do research on PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome, because I had just been diagnosed with that. And then after fall semester last year, I kind of was, like, "Mm, not really feeling, like, the super science-y vibes. (laughs) Um, You know, even though that's all what my major is. So then I just stayed undeclared, and I was saying for the past, like, spring semester into the summer. Even coming into this fall semester, I was, like, I'm going to declare exercise science. I want to do physical therapy. That's what I'm doing. And, you know, at that time, I was not super passionate about any of what I was saying I wanted to do. It took me definitely a while to find something I was passionate about and be like, yes, this is like this is what I want to do with my life. And somehow after like the summer, I realized I was like. Nutrition and dietetics that's what I want to study and why I wanted to study it was because I Went through a whole eating disorder experience, and that was very eye-opening and God put me through that experience And I realized how many other people struggle just like me in silence are afraid to ask for help and I knew that That was his calling on my part and was to be a help and a light to other people um so I created a fitness account on Instagram to share my perspective on what I'm going through and to like start sharing with others like how I can help them and how you are not alone. I feel like a lot of people feel like they're alone. I don't want people to feel like how I did last year at this point. Because last year at this point, I was distraught, depressed, anxious, everything under the sun. Here I am a year later, pretty decently happy. I love my school, um, Delaware Dream School. Like, as I said before, like, I knew this is where I was meant to be. God, like, called me to come here. And I know I'm supposed to be here now. Like, being here, I'm like, yes, like, I love it here. This is where I'm supposed to be for the next four years of undergrad. I know it. And now that I'm in the nutrition dietetics program, this was all his reasoning behind it because I think almost at that time of getting deferred, and the waiting, he was trying to tell me, like, wait, don't, you're not doing fashion merchandising, like, think about, like, what you're applying to, and, like, I didn't really even, like, I hadn't even realized my eating disorder till that summer after I got accepted, and so that was kind of God being, like, wait, there's a reason and a rhyme for everything, and after, like, now I'm in recovery and I'm doing a lot better with my eating disorder. I know that, like, God put me through that experience so I can help others, as I said before. And it's, like, I just have done so much research and learning about mental health and how, like, a lot of people, like, the different kind of topics in mental health are, like, reminders that you need. And I've started to share that on my platform, and that's why I started this podcast was to share my experience and everything about it and especially on a college campus I could not tell you I look left and right and I see girls and I'm like they have an eating disorder I even see guys eating disorder and for guys I think it's even harder because like you don't really hear about guys having eating disorders one of my best friends had one like he's a guy and he had one like I don't know I feel like I need to break the stigma on guys having eating disorders because they struggle mentally too, they just might not show it as much. So God's calling for me is to help others and I'm gonna become a registered dietitian to work with patients with eating disorders and PCOS because those are both things that I struggle with. PCOS is something I'm still learning about and I think it's great that I am able to share And I'm on the track of helping others with this. And, like, as I was talking to my parents about it, like, I'm so passionate about this topic, which is going to get me so much further than doing something I hate. And, like, just doing something for the money. Like, that's not why I'm here. I'm here to be helping. Because as a child of God, that's, that's my duty is to help others. And... That's why I'm here so I want to like share a little bit like of different kind of mental health topics that I've talked about in my mental health Monday posts and um, these are just some reminders to remind yourself to af- affirmations I guess you could say The more you love your decisions the less you need to lo- need others to love them back knowing whatever the storm it will pass. If it compromises your mental health, it's not worth it. You are a human, learning and revolving in real time. Things are never going to be, quote-unquote, perfect. If you feel the need to change for others, they are not for you. When trying to achieve goals, remember, there is a life to enjoy and live in between them. Believe in yourself, even when doubt comes your way. If you're afraid of failing, try, try again. So there's some reminders that... You should be living life for you. And that's where my podcast title comes from, Just Living Y'all, is because God has allowed me to live and shine a light on something and let me be a light in others' lives and to be a lot happier. Because I'm definitely a lot happier knowing my struggles with my mental health, anxiety, and eating disorder terms. Like, the more I know about it, the more I'm aware of it and admit to it, it gets easier It makes it easier for me to deal with it. And like when I can feel like those days where I'm in a pit and struggling, I talk about it or I call a friend, I go for a walk, I work out, I get out of like my room because it's toxic in my room. Being around yourself and only yourself on those bad days is not really ideal. It's not something you should be doing. So, trying to just really like, like today, I shared my story on my Instagram, my journey with the eating disorder. I never thought I'd be sharing it on my Instagram with 2,200 people following me. Um, My friends, my family, like, a bunch of people that don't even really know me, which is crazy, that I just decided, let me share this story. But that was because I'm trying to shed a light on it and break the stigma around it rather than trying to hide and not help others with it. Because I already have messages from people that I don't talk to who are like, I needed to hear this and like, thank you for sharing this. Um, I'm struggling with it too. And it hurts me to see that other people are struggling with it, but so many people are struggling with it. and if my one post can help one person, that's the reward from it. Even if I don't know I helped them, it's the even bigger reward. Um, I just think it's cool that I have gotten so comfortable talking about this topic because I remember like, trying to even ask my parents for help was the hardest thing to do. You have people around you not believing you, not understanding, But I want others to know that I understand. I'm here for you. And like I took me a long time to be able to be this comfortable talking about it and like sharing all about mental health. But over this past summer, especially I've learned how to like I've learned so many different tactics and different topics that like people that are different mental health like struggles that we deal with that I wanted to share. So, I'm going to go through some Mental Health Mondays and kind of just talk about those a little bit more. One of the first Mental Health Monday topics was about restricting prior to going out or wearing a dress. Uh, We had a Pi-Fi date night and we had to wear a dress that night and I knew that girls were going to not really eat before going out because they wanted to get drunk or they wanted to look skinny. And right off the bat, to me, that's already unhealthy. Like, maybe they just do it for the date night, but that's still unhealthy. You shouldn't be doing that. It's not going to make a difference if you eat six hours prior, three hours prior, or if you don't eat at all. Like, it's not going to make a difference in the way you look. No one's going to notice besides maybe you, and I don't even think you're going to notice. Like, it's, you know, they don't want to be bloated, and it's like, no one's noticing you're bloated besides yourself, maybe, maybe. And, you know, it's more of an internal thing like body dysmorphia. It has a lot to do with that. Um, I can remember I had this mindset at my junior prom. All day I didn't want to eat anything because I wanted to look my best. By the end of the night, I had eaten more than my dietary needs included and had binged. I, at that time, I didn't know it was a binge. But I do vividly remember this day of, like, restricting all morning. And, and eating everything under the sun, stuff I didn't even, like... And since then, I eat every time before I go out. Why? I have more energy. I have less mood swings. My body can function properly. I'm happier. You can eat whatever prior to going out. It doesn't need to be a clean or healthy food item. Like, don't have carrots before you go out. Have a sandwich. Like, provide your body with fats, carbs, and proteins. The three C's, fiber, in your meal. That's gonna help your body digest alcohol if you're consuming alcohol. It's going to help your body, give your body energy to fuel your dance moves on the dance floor. Because if you know me, I'm always dancing. If I didn't eat before, I think I would literally be falling asleep in the corner. And I actually texted in my GC prior to having date night. And a lot of girls that night came up to me telling me that they needed to hear this or that it made their day. And that, like, it made me so happy that... I was helping other girls and I knew that was just that was something that I really was just like yep this is me this is God calling me to do what I want to do and pursue my career in nutrition and dietetics that was really like one of the first times that I really was like yep I'm doing the right thing I know I'm doing this for a bigger like not just myself I'm doing it for others and this goes along with another topic eating when you're hungry. When you get a hunger cue, your mind and body are telling you to eat. A hunger cue could be a stomach growling, a headache, dizziness slash lightheadedness, a fast switch in mood, a mood swing, getting hangry, very, very much like me, lack of focus, lack of energy. All of these things are signals your body is sending to your mind, telling you to eat. In this day and age, so many people don't listen to their body and avoid eating every meal. Your body needs fuel every two to six hours. For me, that consists of three meals and two snacks throughout my day. You should not be ashamed to eat. For example, if you plan on getting lunch with someone and you can't wait until that time because you're hungry, cues are fiercely showing. Eat prior. That's okay if you have class at dinner time. Make yourself a little something before to hold you over. And then have dinner prepped for after class so it's ready for you. A lot of people are like, oh, I don't have time to cook. I don't have time to eat. It's like For me, I don't either, so I meal prep or like prep food every couple of days so I have a meal in the fridge for me to eat when I get home. Just because your friend or the person sitting next to you isn't eating doesn't mean you should eat either, and vice versa. If they're eating and you're not, that's okay as well. You should be listening to your body. If you're someone who takes medication and struggles to eat, set a reminder on your phone to eat. I know a lot of people with ADHD struggle to consume the right amount of calories per day to as a healthy amount. And so I have a couple friends like that, and I have to... Sometimes I'll text them, did you eat lunch today, or are you eating? Like, let's eat together. Um, I think definitely encouraging people to eat when you're around them is something I do a lot. Like, on Saturdays, we all get dinner together, typically on Main Street. So we're all like, all right, what are we each getting? And we all somehow eat, because everybody's ravenous and hungry. Um, and, you know, I feel like myself... It took me some time to like eat in front of people and eating on Main Street and like eating out. So like you know, it took me a while to get comfortable doing that and doing so. But it's not weird to eat in front of people. Like it's that should be something so normal and so comfortable. Something you so comfortable you should something you should be so comfortable with. Like the fact that it's like embarrassing to eat in front of a guy or embarrassing to like eat in front of other people is very hard and like a lot of people struggle with that and it's like okay you're eating you're eating more than me oh no oh you're eating less than me oh i have to eat less no that's not how it works eat what you want for yourself what fills you up if you're not hungry don't eat that's simple as that right but for some reason people with anxiety depression adhd mental health struggles it's harder for them to do that it's okay to not be okay and it's okay to ask for help. Another one of my topics. Some days are great, and some days are bad. That's how life goes. There's always good and bad, which is how you grow. You can get better from your bad days, and the good days cheer you on. I know I seem very positive, but there are those days I just want to stay in bed and not socialize. But then I remind myself with what I have to be grateful for and all the people that love and support me, and how far I've come. I definitely was having one of those weeks last week where I was just so upset in terms of my living situation right now and the people that I was living with. I was so upset and I just wanted to cry and hide in my room. Instead I spent six hours at one of my guy friend's houses on his couch that day but having people in and out and with me really helped and it's having that support system is what's going to get you further and help you grow and make you better. I know so many of us struggle walking around in silence not being able to ask for help or talk about what we're feeling was something i struggled with a lot i struggled for so long in silence and i know what it's like there's such a stigma around not always feeling great the first step to getting better is acknowledging that you aren't doing well step two is asking for help if you aren't at that point of asking for help know you're not alone and that many people struggle with asking for help it is okay to ask for help. Don't be afraid of therapy. Therapy was one of the best decisions I ever made. It doesn't mean you're weak or you're sick. It means you're strong because you wanna get better. It's not embarrassing to have mental, mental weak points. Everyone struggles with themselves in their own ways. Everyone is constantly battling some form of mental illness. I can remember this time last year, I hated myself. I was battling my, my eating disorder, body dysmorphia, I was battling with anxiety and still battle with it. Being at such a low point and struggling to ask for help, and then actually doing so and asking for that help, I was so afraid of judgment. But no one cares that you need help. Everyone who loves and supports you wants you to get better. That is something that you really need to remind yourself is that they want you to get better. They don't want you being depressed and anxious and struggling anymore. It was the best thing I did for myself because there is light at the end of the tunnel seek help if you need it because there are resources so many so many so many resources i know it's hard to like you know ask for help and like definitely being around all your college friends and like seeing people who are just like living it up or seeing it on social media kind of makes it harder to be like yeah like it's fine like And I'm okay. It's kind of you push it to the side, the topic of being okay. But then when you're by yourself, those thoughts all rush back. So everything I'm talking to you guys about is like what God has called me to do. God is calling me to talk to you guys today. Whoever is listening, He's called me to talk to you. He's put people in my life here at Delaware that I never thought would be in my life, if I'm being completely honest. Like, I wouldn't change any of this for the world and the people that are here with me now. But it's like, I know that it's just like so insane and like the people that I'm with, friends with I talk to them so much about this and they always hear me talking and preaching positive things around food and it's like honestly helped a lot of them and that's great to know and it's helping my friends of friends or friends of friends roommates and so and so and that's when you know it's your calling giving and receiving is so important like Treat others the way you want to be treated. Like, I think being positive around people and, like, complimenting others and lifting others up is going to get you so much further than weighing others down and being negative about stupid things and acting like you're in middle school with the stupid drama. I try to stay as far away from that as possible. And when I see myself dipping into it and seeing others, like... But I'm surrounded with talking about stuff or talking about other people, I have to, like, set myself back and be like, hey, that's not you. Those people are not for you. God would not want you doing this. Like, take a step back and kind of say to yourself, I don't want to be talking bad about someone else because you don't know what they're going through. That's also a huge thing is, like, a lot of people don't know you struggle. They can't tell you're struggling because you put on such a good fake face for it. And that's also something like fake people and toxic people are not something that you want to be spending your time on or with. Like, if they're bringing you down, it's horrible for your mental health. You shouldn't be stressed out to hang out with someone unless it's a first date, right? Like, it's just, like, sometimes you could be stressed, like, going into, like, a group. Like, if you get assigned a group for class, oh, like, you don't want to do that. That's stressing you out. Like, who knows? Maybe you'll become best friends with that group or if it's, like, a girl that you've heard bad things about be open to like sitting with her and like learning her for yourself rather than from others and like when they're bringing you down if someone says something negative about you it's not you you have to remember that it's not you it's them and remind yourselves of that they have a deeper root of problems that they can't seem to get help of and don't let their comments or complaints control your life Like, if it's making you mentally unstable, it's okay to not be friends with them. It's okay to not sit with them. It's okay to distance yourself from them. It's completely okay to do the right thing for you. Doing things for yourself is so, 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 so important. Alright, so to wrap this up, God's calling, I have found my calling. He has brought his calling upon me to help others. With eating disorders, PCOS and mental health. I am so glad I can be sitting here telling you guys about this because I've come a long way and I know people who are struggling could come just as far and can grow. It is almost like my one year in recovery about. So asking for help, it's been almost, it's been a year of me asking for help and I'm so glad I did. And I'm not trying to get pity for this. I'm just trying to break the stigma Because it's okay to not be okay. As I always say, it's okay to not be okay. It's okay to ask me for help. It's just, it's going to get better. There is so much light at the end of the tunnel. Because you are beautiful. And each and every one of us is here for a reason. Reminder that our bodies are made to be strong and powerful. Not tiny and weak. It's not something that food shouldn't be controlling you. It's not something to control you. You control what you put into your body food is fuel. God has made you to be you. He's created you for this earth, for certain people, and for certain things in life. His calling will come if you don't know it yet, but you are here for a reason, and I love you all, and thanks for listening to this week's episode. Bye!